Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. We're talking about banking in the year ahead. I'm privileged to be speaking with Doug Johnson, Vice President of Risk Management Policies with the American Bankers Association. Doug, thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome, Tom. Glad to do it. Just taking a look back at this this wild year that we've had, from the ABA's perspective, what have you what do you look at as being the top banking security stories of 2008? Wow, you know, big question. Obviously, it's so hard to choose from because we're in uh, a very unusual times. I know that's a significant understatement, but I think that, that for, from our perspective, uh, the big story is kind of the overarching fact that, that we're in uncharted territory. And so I think the the thing which, which I've, I've seen and we've seen as a, as a trade association is we've had to utilize a, a lot of different resources, um, both public and private, to, to attempt to, to try to rectify the, the current situation as it relates to, um, you know, the economy in general and, and the availability of credit. And trying to, to do that in a way that, that is uh, uh, able to, to bring us back as an economy is, is a great challenge, and I think it's going to be the challenge that continues to be with us for 2009. Given what we've seen, Doug, in recent times, how would you describe the state of banking today? Well, I think that the, one of the things that, that particularly uh, frustrates our membership at American Bankers Association to some degree is the fact that, that banking is a, as a definitional issue gets written large when people talk about banks, particularly in, in the media. They, they tend to, to lump everything in their investment banks, et cetera, et cetera, mortgage banks and and. You know, from the standpoint of the depository commercial banking industry, you know, we uh, continue to stress that you know, more than the 92% of our banks are, are what is defined by the regulatory agencies as well capitalized. And that's the highest level of, of or the highest definitional level of capital you can have from a regulatory standpoint. And so the majority of financial institutions that, that are members really, uh, in large degree, stuck to their knitting. They, they didn't uh, participate in the subprime loan market. Um, they were very attuned to the credit needs and still are attuned to the credit needs of their community and, and didn't go out there on the, the far edges of some of the more exotic products that, that we've seen. So I would describe the overall state of the banking industry today as, as still good. And I think that, that one of the things that um, you know, we need to recognize even in these challenging times is is that, you know, while we, sh- we do have north of, of 100 institutions presently on the FDIC's problem bank list, and, and that number is clearly going to, to grow some, um, there were over a thousand financial institutions on the problem bank list back in the period of, of 88 through 92 when we had uh, our last sub- substantial credit cycle. So I think that's a good way to compare where we are now to where we were then. You make a good point because we, do, we don't apply a lot of historic perspective to this, do we? That's, that's true. Uh, speaking of historic perspective, we're sort of in historic times now. We've got a new president coming in, a new administration. What would you say are your membership's expectations of this new administration? Well, I think that, that there's always a level of cautious optimism when we're, we're talking about a new administration. And I think what we've seen from the, uh, the uh, president-elect 
and the individuals that he has has chosen to to be on his financial team is a high degree of thoughtfulness associated with those picks and and with the the words that that uh, President-elect Obama has used around those picks and obviously um, having someone like uh, Timothy Geithner become the, the new Treasury Secretary is is something that, that financial institutions generally are very comfortable with both because of the, the, the standpoint or from the standpoint that uh, Secretary Geithner or Secretary Incoming Geithner has, has had quite a role in, in the uh, current uh, you know efforts to, to try to stabilize the financial services industry and and also has the perspective from the Federal Reserve, which I think is going to be helpful as well. Um, so I think that cautious optimism continues, um, but we expect, uh, frankly, a, a greater degree of activism, um, particularly on the consumer front, you know, from the administration. I think that's clear, and, and he's, he has stated that. And, and so we look forward to, to working with him on those efforts. So given the regulatory climate, the threat climate, and just what we're going through economically right now, what do you see as sort of the top two or three challenges for banking institutions in 2009? I think, Tom, that that first and foremost uh, is to ensure that, that first of all, the the, the banking customer understands, you know, the, the... Health of the industry, as we as we talked before, the majority of financial institutions are the vast vast majority of financial institutions are well capitalized and uh, will continue to to serve uh, their their customer base. And so, maintaining that customer confidence is is absolutely crucial. Um, I think uh, a secondary challenge for for institutions, and and that's where a trade association like ourselves really comes in and, and, and that is to to understand what the, the current environment is. I think every day, safe to say, we see some new wrinkle to the extent of, of what the, the federal regulatory initiatives are going to look like um, and, and therefore bank responses uh, have to envision those those new changes in, in you know, the, the way that the government is trying to address these issues. And so you know, again, it's the role of the trade association to really, um, you know, help the institutions think through that. And a good example would be, you know, just yesterday the the announcement that there's potentially going to be a bigger role for um, Freddie and Fannie um, in in terms of, of trying to uh, lessen the, the current interest rates that are that are, are being offered to new homeowners, and and how that may actually be. Uh, Transitioning into the existing homeowner market on a refinance basis after we tested in in you know the the home sales environment and and so those things keep changing because we've got we're in we're in difficult times we're in uncharted territory and I I think that that continuing to work with the uh, the current and the new administration to to to, to work through and, and think thoughtfully about the best ways to to correct. You know, the current environment is, is the biggest challenge. So I think we all expect some new banking regulations with the new administration coming in and responding to the times we're in right now. What specific types of regulations do you foresee coming? Well, I think, Tom, that, that what we, we will see is, is, is some, you know, regulation which, you know, I'm, I, would, I would call it codifying and some of the things which are currently 
being accomplished by the Federal Reserve and, and by Treasury. It's, there may have to be some regulations associated with that. Um, I, I think that, that you know we are still in, in envisioning the finalization of the Federal Reserve regs as it relates to um, you know the, the mortgage finance market and the consumer protections associated with it, and and so. You know, we have a, a very good understanding of what those regs are going to look like, um, and we, we fully expect them to be finalized soon in, in uh, the, the new year. And, and we will obviously have to work toward um, implementing those those regulations. Although I think safe to say a lot of institutions are already long, you know, down or far down the road in terms of accomplishing that. Um, you know, I, I think we also see. Um, some uh, regulatory scrutiny in the identity theft slash red flags area. So that's not a new regulation, but it, it certainly is the uh, implementation and the determination of compliance with um, the existing, you know, red flags uh, regulations. So that's something that I know institutions are are looking at for the for the new year. Um, I, I think that, that for larger institutions. Um, the, the whole concept of capital adequacy is is going to continue to be an issue. Um, obviously, we have new data. You know, we have uh, had 10 years of, of substantial economic growth upon which uh, a lot of the capital models were built. Um, over the last year, safe to say, we've got new data to incorporate within those models, and, and so I, I think that uh, institutions going through uh, attempting to become compliant with uh, Basel capital requirements, et cetera, are, are working hard trying to validate their models based upon that new data. So those are some of the issues I think we see as, as being top of mind for a lot of institutions. Doug, what about the regulatory agencies themselves? As you know, Treasury put forth a, a plan to overhaul regulatory oversight some months ago, and we've got a new administration coming in now, and you hear things about you know, perhaps there, there should be one Uber agency. Uh, I mean, there's going to be a lot of discussion about this. What might we expect to see with the regulatory mm-hmm. agencies? Well, Tom, uh, as, as you're probably very well aware, the, the, the road of, of regulatory reform is, is littered with a series of administrative studies over the years. Carter looked at it. Um, the first President Bush looked at it, obviously, very seriously. Um, and, and I think that the current environment is, is just absolutely, frankly, different. Um, we are in an environment where we are going to see some changes to the regulatory agencies. And as you put it, there there is some thought to, uh, to developing an Uber agency. And I think that, that from, from our standpoint, representing our membership, that we need to be very cautious out there in terms of, of looking at that because you know, there is a, uh, a, a movement that, that could take, I think, a lot of flexibility and creativity out of the regulatory system. You know, there, there is, you know, a point of view, and, and I think, you know, obviously, like most points of view, it has some validity, that when you have a, a variety of financial uh, regulatory agencies that, that an institution um, you know, might not see uh, a, a clarity and consistency across those institutions, but that's what the FFIEC, the financial, uh, you know, the Federal Financial Institution Examination Council, is for to, to develop that, and that might slow down the process some. But I think it's always helpful to have a, a series of, of of individuals looking at issues from different perspectives, and and I would not want to see, um, uh, particularly the the state system. 
uh, really, frankly, take it on the chin by the development of some um, you know, uber regulatory agency. I think that, that the states have have been very helpful in terms of, of providing us with uh, what I would call test beds of, of various types of, of you know regulatory issues and product reforms and stuff like that. And I think that that's very helpful. Um, so I would, I, I do fully expect, and we do fully expect to see, you know, some consolidation of the agencies. But we will be working hard to ensure that that consolidation doesn't create uh, a level of solidity that takes away the kind of, of creativity and flexibility that we've seen in the financial services regulatory environment that I think has been helpful over time. Doug, one last question for you. For banking institutions that are looking to put 2008 behind them, and I think we all are, what advice do you offer for them going into 2009? Well, I think that that banking institutions, first and foremost, um, need to ensure that they are really listening to and attuned to their customer base. Um, in these in these times, there's levels of uncertainty associated with uh, the existing customer uh, base within financial institutions that that really, um, in, in some cases, is is based on, on misinformation or lack of information. And, and to the extent that institutions are properly communicating with their their customers, I think that that, that can go a long way toward um, instilling the kind of customer and consumer confidence that we really need to maintain within the. The uh, you know the financial services environment for us to to really turn this this economy around. Um, you know I, I think that, that clearly um, credit quality is going to be something that that institutions are are going to have to be paying a lot of attention to over the course of, of, of the next year. I, I don't think we're out of the woods in, in terms of of the direction that credit quality is going to take. We, we still have a, a, a little ways to go, but I do go back to my former statement that I think most institutions uh, get that, that they've always gotten that, and they, they do um, understand, you know, what their their you know, responsibilities are going to be to ensure that they um, don't impede, um, you know, the credit availability by retrenching too much, you know, in, in terms of... of putting credit out in the marketplace. I think from the standpoint of, of information security and, and risk management, uh, to, to try to link the two together, one of the things that, that the regulatory agencies are going to be looking at is, is to ensure that in this time of, of, of retrenching within, within the industry um, and, and orientation toward credit quality, that, that we don't um, take our eye off the, the Larger risk management issues in financial institutions, nor take our eye off, you know, the, the necessity to ensure that, that that we're properly managing our technology and proper managing properly managing the, the overall um, you know risk environment that the institution has. Um, I know that's a question that, that institutions or rather regulators are interested in, and I'm sure that it's going to be one of the, the first questions that's asked within. Um, Environment when the examiner does come knocking on a financial institution's door. Doug, it's well said. I really appreciate your time and your insight today. Sure, Tom. Glad to do it. We've been talking with Doug Johnson with the American Bankers Association. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.